lot of people, I think, oftentimes don't think something is for them and don't even try it or test it. That opportunity wouldn't have came around if I never was on the platform. And one of my posts just hit a uh, hundred thousand views and it has like 6,000 likes and like 500 comments. In this episode of the Voltura Game Show Podcast, you will discover why start with why, habits for positive mindset, and what to do to reinvent yourself. Is that something that you love to know? If so, continue listening. Hi guys and welcome to another episode of the Voltura Game Show. This is episode 12. The Voltura Game Show is designed to bring together the best minds of our times so that the audience, you, can have access and integrate their mindset, behavior and business lifestyle. As a result, you can access your inner perfection in a fun, new and interactive way. My name is Alexandru and I'm your host today. Today our guest is Roman Prokupchok. Roman Prokupchok is an entrepreneur with more than 11 years of experience leading digital teams in senior leadership roles on over 600 projects in pharma and life sciences, financial services, legal, fitness, and consumer goods. He is the founder of Nova Zora Digital. In addition to that, Roman is also one of the top 100 podcast hosts on Apple iTunes. Besides his drive, passion, and desire to success, Roman is also a foster parent, and his purpose is to help people to level up in all aspects of their life. Thank you for being here, Roman. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you. And I'm, I'm curious, like, what would you like to, to discover in this podcast or what brings you here? Uh, it's just kind of an interesting concept. So uh, kind of on the spot, different aspects of yourself in terms of, you know, experiences and how you got to where you are now and, and feelings and kind of tying all that aspects of your life together. It's just kind of on the spot format that was uh, pretty interesting. So I thought I would jump on and try to add value and kind of play along. Thank you. Yeah, I get that uh, is something like unusual that you've seen as I said, on the spot and like you just want to see oh, what would how this is different because like you are one of the you know top hundred podcast and uh, podcast host on iTunes and I'm like oh what, what's new? <laughs> so thank you for being yeah. I mean it's it's interactive, so it's definitely a cool concept. Got it. Thank you, and we'll be interactive. We're gonna have fun today. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you, uh, Roman. Now. Wait, let's play the game. Okay. Good. So this is the Voltura. Hey, psst. One second. Before we start the show, I have a small request for you. Could you please write us a review on Apple iTunes? This will help us to improve the experience and to reach more people. And also, if you want to be part of an exclusive group, go to voltura.co slash podcast or just Google Voltura Podcast. Thank you so much. Now let's start the show. Good. So this is the Voltura game, Roman, and basically um, how we're gonna we're going to start the game is by rolling the dice. So I'm going to roll the dice, and you please tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay, so it's free. No, read the card, please. Describe your hero using one word. Empathetic. Mm-hmm. Okay, now the next step is spinning the wheel. Uh, stop. So in money. Empathetic in money. Yeah, I mean, I think um, the more successful you get, and um, if you are personally me, I'm kind of a, I guess, a heart-led entrepreneur. So, you know, legacy over kind of material things at this point in my life. 
So I think the more money you have in terms of success, usually, obviously, the more successful you become, the more, you know, material things you can get or things of that nature. And I think uh, as you become, I guess, bigger and grow in that sense, you can help more people. I know a lot of people often think, you know, money's bad, but when you get to a position and you keep growing and you can help people around you, that money comes into play in terms of starting a charity, helping those in need and kind of helping those around you lift themselves up. Hmm. Okay. And how this is like um, related with, let's say, with your area of money, like your life in, in this area? Yep. I mean, so I try to volunteer as much as possible. Obviously, I, I donate some time and money to charities. As you mentioned in the beginning, I am a foster parent. So I've had 20 kids in my home in the last two years in terms of kind of helping them. And if an opportunity presents himself, you know, we would adopt out of the foster care system. But mainly, like I said, um, I mean, I've achieved a certain level of success, I think. And obviously, it's a growing process. But, you know, as I gotten, I guess, bigger or my salary and income rose, I've, you know, leveled it with, you know, giving back more and creating other opportunities to help people. And obviously, if I didn't have those assets necessarily, I wouldn't be able to help as many people as I've helped. Mm, okay, good. So the next step is questions. So it's really interesting what you said. And what I'm hearing is that um, whatever drives your success, the, let's say the, the, the um, um, hidden force behind is actually your commitment for your, your children as a foster parent. So... I'm looking at, basically, let's say this is the why. And I'm looking at um, how important you think it is for someone to have a why. How this can impact uh, the way they are successful or not. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you do need a why in terms of kind of pointing you in the direction you want to go. And if you start anything without a why, you may lose interest or go in a different direction. It's kind of like you know, a, a pillar of who you are. Why you, Why are you doing something? Why is it important to you? So let's say you start a podcast. A lot of podcasters historically, after 10 episodes, they stop podcasting because they lose interest. They, you know, run out of ideas. They change their mind. So it's like having a direction or having a compass and know, and know the direction that you're heading in. So I think it's important because it, it points you in the direction you should go. And it's something that you can constantly look back on and, and see as that being kind of the goal or the direction that drives you. Mm, okay. And have you ever, that, that's something that, you, like you said, there, like, like a lot of podcasts are starting after 10 episodes, they don't do it anymore because they, there is no more motivation. And I'm looking at, have you ever um, dealt with something like that in your life, like losing the motivation? What happened? How, how did you like went back? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think everyone does. I think it's one of those things where people go online and they see like, you know, motivational gurus or people always, it looks like they're always motivated or, you know, you go on YouTube and watch a video. But I think everyone kind of has a point where they have to kind of recharge and, and figure out what's kind of important to them. Hmm. Okay. And in terms of, of your, um, like your life, what, what, what have Let's say people, definitely there is someone in our audience right now that like he started this, let's say he started this business or he started this idea. 
is so motivated, you know, like from the beginning, everyone like, oh, I, I'm so happy. I, I know I, I, I'm going to move the world and the mountain with my idea. But then like something happened like in life and we got down, right? Or she got down or he got down. What, uh, what would you advise to that person? Like how he or she can bring, bring it back to the world and like, you know, boost their um, mood? Yeah, I mean, I think everyone deals with something like that. I think um, the year I switched over, my podcast used to be just me talking about things and I switched to an interview format. March 2019, a month after my grandfather passed away to kind of help me cope with that, I think. So I think it's kind of recharging and recalibrating. And I think everything starts with kind of a healthy habit to get your mind right. So that could simply be, you know, waking up earlier, going for a run, going for a walk, working out earlier, or having some kind of physical activity. I think it's important to rise kind of your endorphin levels and get you more focused in that sense. But developing healthy habits and especially habits in the morning. So things like not checking your cell phone, meditating, reading something, reading a quote, having a vision board and kind of looking at it and figuring out like what is driving you. If it's that, if it's important, if it's still important to you, if you need to recalibrate because there's nothing wrong with pivoting. So like you said, if you start a business, maybe you hit a dead end and that's not the direction or it failed, but take something from that, learn from that failure and then pivot into a different direction where you can possibly be successful. Mm. Okay. Really valuable. Thank you. Okay. So you've done your card. Now proceed to the next player, which is me. Let's see. Oh, the card from the last uh, episode. It says, think of an historical character. Imagine you are him or her right now. How would you be living your life? So let me think of another one. I like uh, Stephen Hawking. You know, the Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Okay. So now we spin the wheel. In half. That's so funny. Actually, I was thinking of Stephen Hawking in half. Um, so how would I how would you be living your life in health if you were Stephen Hawking? Well, I know that Stephen Hawking had a, like huge problem in the health. Um, he I don't know what was the diagnosis, but I know that he can't he couldn't speak anymore, and he was a genius, like literally a genius. And like it's so interesting. I I checked the the movie and um, um, his life right, and I saw that he was like on his peak big state in, in his career and then the the disease hit and uh, uh, I think okay if there is something that I, I can relate to him is that I sometimes think that I'm workaholic you know I work so much that I don't take I don't take care of my health and I think that's actually what happened with him because he was like so uh, committed and passionate and in his work that he neglected his health so um yeah i would i would do more um exercise like right now i'm I'm trying to not stay like 24 7 on my couch but to move around and at least go out even with this coronavirus like at least go out a little to get some fresh air so yeah that's that's what what i would do i would like go more um and get some fresh air let's see <laughs> cool questions Yeah. So, I mean, with him, obviously, 
you, like you said, he has that, um, I guess, disease or had the disease. Um, how would you kind of, well, you're stepping in his shoes, so you know it's coming. If you know it's coming in a way, is there anything like, I guess, like you said, you learned a little bit about him. Would you do something differently or prepare for it a little differently? I don't think you can do something different in that context. It's like it's a terminal disease. And uh, I, in, I, I don't know. I don't think I, you can do something. Like the only thing that you can do, I mean, I believe that whatever you believe will happen in the end. So there are like thousands of cases that, you know, people got cured of cancer because they believe that they, they were like uh, cured. Uh, so, I believe it, it's it's possible, right? Like if you really, really, really believe, and you like, there is no way that um, this can happen because you don't let it happen. Yeah, I think you can, let's say, bypass that or prevent that. Yeah, I think. I mean, maybe like spending more time with certain family members, maybe before it started, you know, taking over, focusing all your mental energy in terms of obviously he was a genius, maybe solving a problem or developing a solution that he didn't, things like that, I guess. Yeah. Cool. So let's play one more round. Your turn. Stop. Okay, stop. Okay, five. So I'll read the card, please. Give a speech about your last success. Okay, so in spirituality. Okay. So your last success in the area of spirituality. Um, I think finding a way to, um, I guess, be more at peace with myself. I mean, before this, I would, you know, me and my wife and uh, my foster kids would go to church. I mean, I believe in God and things of that nature, but obviously now you can't physically go there. So there's things like Zoom, but kind of spending more time with myself and coming, uh, like, I guess, being at peace with certain things and knowing kind of my faith will get me through it. Um, obviously, you know, I'm only 35, but, you know, I've experienced, uh, diff- uh, family members passings, you know, different disease in my family, different professional setbacks. But I think, uh, being in a good place and coming to terms and being at peace, knowing, you know, what I believe in and, um, you know, that kind of keeps me focused in a way, but I mean, just kind of having the right mindset from that during this whole COVID lockdown, I mean, here, where I am in the United States, in New Jersey, we've been, I guess, locked down since the second week of March, and it's still kind of not everything is open. And now they're talking about like a second wave. And I know there was a study, I think they said the Americans are the most unhappy that they've been in 50 years. So it's kind of, you know, really um, thinking about what is important right now, obviously, friends, family, loved ones, and putting things in perspective because it could be a lot worse and just coming to terms with that and ha- helping or having my faith kind of get me through this time and, and, and keep me in a good kind of um, mental place. Mm. Okay. And so, and what about that is a success? 
Um, I mean, I could lose my mind right now. I think uh, I've been pretty level-headed and the fact that I've had four foster kids in the last, for the last three months at home under the age of six and still, you know, working, still doing conference calls, still doing, you know, podcast recordings and kind of making that work and just kind of, it, it helps me diffuse at the end of the day. And um, I, I guess just keeps me at peace through this whole, you know, coronavirus pandemic thing. And, I think uh, having the right mindset and having a, you know, faith, whatever you believe in kind of should help you through this kind of uncertain global time. Mm. Okay. So what I'm hearing is it's all about having the, the resilient mindset. That's what I see is the success that you, um, you discover here is like you, you have right now a resilient mindset and um, yeah, you, you can deal with whatever is happening. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I was born in Ukraine um, in 1984, so I was still under the Soviet Union. I came to the U.S. in 1990, but, you know, when I was little, I still remember kind of life under kind of a Soviet regime mm. and things like, you know, waiting in like a bread line for three, four hours with my mom, hot water being turned off at night and just different things. So it's like one of those things where, like you said, it's, it's resilience and understanding where you came from and all those kind of tough things make you more prepared over life for the next thing that, you know, it's coming. So, you know, one thing, and like we talked about my, uh, you know, bio, I graduated college, couldn't find a job in the 2008 recession and made that work. So during this whole pandemic, you can either kind of give up and, you know, be scared and uncertain, which is understandable. There is a level of fear, or you can use this time productively. Maybe if you lost your job, your job, you know, pivot to something else that may be a passion of yours, find something that you may have not thought of and basically kind of redefine your life and time. It's all really what you do with this extra time and how you really think about it. You know, one person thinking about it negatively and then one person thinking about it positively, they're using the same amount of energy, but they're going in different directions. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly like with the glass, some of them can see that it's half full, so some of them can see that yep. it's half empty. Yeah, it's all perspective. Yeah, great. Thank you. Okay, now the next step is questions. So my question for you would be, what is something that, um, like, what is one event that happened to you that make you, like, resilient and make you to have this resilient mindset? Like, what, what is that event? Um, personal, professional, or either. I don't know. You choose. Okay. Um, I guess like if I mentioned earlier, uh, my grandfather passed away um, in February 20, 2019. And um, he was kind of my male uh, role model. So a lot of like the work ethic the you know, hardworking, driven, um, being, you know, uh, somebody that has high morals, high standards. Um, is about their family and friends. I think I got it from him. Uh, my dad wasn't really around that much. So he's mainly the main person on my side of the family that I've lost. So it was like hard to come to terms with it. And um, like I said, I had to go through, everybody goes through kind of the steps of the grieving process. And like I said, switching over for my podcast the next month to an interview format where I talk to people and in conversation, it came up and they mentioned, you know, losing a loved one, going through different illness, disease, mm -hmm. being kind of near death and overcoming their, um, you know, things that they've been through that were, you know, traumatic and tough experiences. It really helped 
me, I think, with my grieving process and helped me cope. And I kind of stuck with that format. So I think it's important when you're dealing with something not to keep it inside. I mean, a lot of people do it. And I know culturally, I know in Ukraine, it's not like a, a it's Eastern European culture. So people don't necessarily share their feelings a lot or, you know, going like, let's say the therapy is like a taboo thing. You know, people look down on you. I know I talked to somebody in Germany. It's the same thing in Germany kind of attitude wise. So if you're going through something, you're experiencing something, I think for your mental health, and coming to terms with it, it definitely is important to at least share it with a, you know, a family member, a close friend, or at least maybe write it down. So having a, you know, a, a channel or a way to deal with it or cope with it, I think is very important because then it's going to start, if you don't address it, it's going to start kind of pouring out in all, you know, aspects of your life, you know, affecting your relationships, your business, and then you can't do your best or give your all to either personal relationships or your business you know, your career goals or anything that you're uh, dealing with in your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's all about like expressing and uh, externalizing your, your thoughts and your feelings and uh, journaling. Yeah. That's one of the, the great way to, to do that. And yeah, it's what I, what I, what I hear is that what you did, like you use your, your pain to create something new, like to create a, a transformation in your life and in your work in general, but also in your life when I'm hearing like what yeah. happened, the incident, use that pain and created like a 360 degree um, podcast. Basically. Yeah, I mean, you, you harness it because what you can do in that situation is give up and then everything suffers around you or you can take it, like you said, harness it. And for me, it was more so also thinking about um, that, you know, my grandfather was proud of me. Obviously, he, you know, we had discussions in terms of what I've achieved professionally, personally, the, the fact that I'm a, you know, foster parent, basically taking care of kids that aren't biologically mine and loving them like my own children. So I knew he was proud of me. So thinking about it, you know, a few weeks after him passing, I said to myself, it wouldn't be fair for me to not do my best because, you know, my parents, my grandparents brought me to the United States, sacrificed a lot. So it wouldn't be fair to them and the generation of, you know, family before them for me not to take advantage and do the max that I could in terms of, you know, the potential. Because, I mean, in my opinion, the U.S. market is still one of the best markets for entrepreneurs starting a business and opportunity in terms of anything that you want to do. Awesome. Great, great story and great uh, inspiration that you're giving here, like especially for people that right now this period is like probably one of the hardest for a long time and pain is there. So it's really important like, to listen to what you said right? and to see, to harness your pain. So great, great, great advice. Thank you, Roman. Okay. Now, let's complete the game with the acknowledgement card. Okay, so in this step, uh, Roman, everyone will acknowledge you. I will acknowledge you for something that you have done in this round. So I'm acknowledging you for, um, for harnessing the pain and, um, and instead of being a victim of, of the circumstance, you created uh, the circumstance in your favor. So I acknowledge you for that. And last but not least, I acknowledge you for your love for your, uh, your children. And uh, the the passion and the the love that I'm hearing there, and every, I can see that everything that you're doing is inside that context to give them the best possible life. So I acknowledge you for that. 
Yeah, thank you. And I think um, also with that, the foster care system, like in a lot of other places in the in the world is kind of broken. So I try to do as many uh, interviews and different things in terms of speaking engagements to kind of advocate for them and just kids in the system in general for them to be getting the services and what they need to, you know, become productive adults, because a lot of them don't get the therapy they need or different other types of services just because the system is broken. So I think it's important, like, I try to bring light. And, you know, I think it's important if you are a person that has a stage, use it for good and, you know, advocate for the things that are important to you. I acknowledge you in terms of kind of the follow-up. I think this round was, you know, since I got more comfortable, I guess, with the game, it was a more natural conversation. And um, I think the combination, I guess, of the card and the wheel really kind of, I guess, dove deeper into, you know, personal things connected to professional because I think you can't have one with the other. So I kind of appreciate the dialogue and where the conversation went. You're welcome. Well, thank you. And I got that. And it is. like the Look at the, the wheel. Voltura has all of these six areas. But really, and truly, if, if you have only one area, the wheel is not complete. The circle is not complete. So it's all about that. That's the most important. That's life. Great. Woohoo! Congratulations, Roman. You have finished the game. Thank you for playing the Voltura game. I appreciate it. Awesome. And curious, like, how was the experience for you? What, what do you like about it? Or what did you discover in this game? I mean, I think it's good. I think, uh, I guess some combinations are better than the others. I mean, the first question was a combination of, you know, money, I guess. And for me, I guess the spirituality or things that are like more personal or like easier or to talk to, uh, talk about or talk to, because I guess they're more personal and um, I'm more passionate about them. So I think where they land in terms of combination, if you're more passionate about it, like the answers and the dialogue is, um, I guess, more in depth. Hmm. Okay. And what did you discover in, in the game for you? Um, I mean, the first question was interesting because um, like I, I, I went the charity route and, and growing and, you know, the back and forth in terms of, I guess, success and, you know, what it means to me and made me relook at things a little bit more deeper. So I think it's more of, um, I guess, a layers. You, you, you look at the layers of yourself depending on what it lands on. So some of them are more the exterior ones where you don't necessarily dive too deep in terms of who you are. And if you get, I guess, the right combination, you can really discuss kind of what makes you, what makes you tick. And I think we discussed what my why was, and it was obviously an interesting question to think about as well. Hmm. Okay. Thank you. And yes, like it's, uh, it's like an onion. You go layer by layer by layer by layer and you discover more and more about yourself. And that's, that's actually what we say with Voltura. Like the more you play, the more you, um, you unravel your inner perfection and the more you are able to better understand yourself and others. So thank you for uh, acknowledging that. Good. Now, Roman, I want to ask you three questions. Okay. What is one successful mindset that you had, one successful behavior, and one aspect in your lifestyle that made you who you are now? Um, I would say since I got into a field of digital marketing, obviously out of necessity, and it's one of those fields if somebody is familiar with it or not, 
it's an ever-changing ecosystem. So obviously there may be emerging technology, a new search engine, but it hasn't come along, but a new search engine, um, a new strategy or tactic that works. So I make myself and, and devote at least a half hour a day to really read up or understand something new that comes out or try to figure out a way of testing or getting on a platform that I'm not on and seeing what makes it tick. If it's still kind of in its infancy, really learn what you know the demographic on the platform is, what kind of content connect with them and really kind of play around with it and see if I can't use it in part in different campaigns and strategies to benefit you know clients and companies in that sense. Because a lot of people I think oftentimes don't think something is for them and don't even try it or test it. So I mean, I didn't necessarily want to go on TikTok talk but uh, I went on TikTok and starting you know tested uh, content all of my content on TikTok is focused around like helping other foster parents and my experiences in terms of um, being a foster parent so that actually I had somebody reach out to me from New York from a magazine that saw one of my uh, posts and said you know I saw one of your posts can we do a story about you and your wife and your kids and how you're dealing with it during the pandemic so that opportunity wouldn't of came around if I never was on the platform. And one of my posts at this point, I mean, it was a goal to get to six, six figures. So one of my posts just hit a hundred thousand views and it has like 6,000 likes and like 500 comments and just figuring out and kind of reverse engineering it and understanding why it happened to obviously replicate it. And um, I think continuously learning personally and professionally keeps your mind sharp and keeps you interested in terms of what you're doing. So for me personally, having that one hour to constantly learn or test at least a half hour a day has been key in terms of growing my skill set and helping me, you know, become an expert in my field. Mm. So what I hear is that the mindset is like um, to being into a continuous process of learning and updating yourself with whatever is new and the trend. And the behavior is to to be disciplined and to be uh, consistent like as you said with with the like i didn't thought that tiktok would be like good but in the end like continue posting and guess what someone like actually replied and uh, and the lifestyle is to um allow yourself one hour a day to 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 dive deep into whatever you want to learn right yep and i think it's keeping your mind kind of um young in that sense in terms of constantly learning and getting new information i I often say that uh, being complacent uh, breeds um, or is the death of innovation so if you kind of stop learning you in my opinion kind of like that fire for growing in a you know in a knowledge sense and intellectual sense kind of dies and you become kind of comfortable so taking yourself out of that comfort zone because I mean, I don't necessarily need to learn new things because I know a lot that um, I'm an expert in. Obviously, like I said, things change, but really understanding and, and really developing new skill sets, I think, is important as a human being. And in today's kind of economy with its uncertainty, really picking up new skill sets and, and especially digital skill sets, I think, is important because a lot of companies, if you see, now we're letting uh, you know employees work from home and remotely even after the pandemic and they're able to go to work. I know I think Twitter is help, uh, letting people work to like 2022 and some other companies are you know um, with the elective or election of you doing it permanently. So I think with the whole pandemic, people are seeing that their employees 
are able to be trusted because I think that was an issue. Companies not trusting people to do the same level or the caliber of work from home. And now people are seeing that their companies are functioning really fully remotely. They're giving more kind of um, opportunity for their employees to work from anywhere and giving them that additional trust. Incredible. Yeah. It's, as I said, this coronavirus is actually an opportunity for everyone. Like right now, people are discovering what's not working, what probably hasn't worked for more than 10 years, and they are changing it, like as you said, with Twitter in 2022. And it's, it's incredible. And that's, that's, a, that's um, a light bulb moment, like, oh my God, I can actually use this opportunity in this period to boost myself and, as you said, get, get new skill sets. So it's amazing. Thank you, Roman. So before we finish, I want to basically invite you to tell people where they can find more information about you. Yeah, I mean, if you Google my name, obviously the last name's kind of long, but um, I think <laughs> I'm the number one Roman Prokopchuk in the world at this point. So you can find me on any social platform. I mean, I'm active on LinkedIn. Find me on LinkedIn and connect uh, professionally. My podcast is the Digital Savage Experience. You can find that on any podcast platform. And the company, as you mentioned, is Novazor Digital. Great. Thank you. Anything else before we complete that you want to say? No, I just appreciate the opportunity. It was an interesting kind of, uh, you know, concept and the way that, you know, I was able to, I guess, think through the, through the combinations of, you know, the game and it wasn't really just questions. So it's an interesting combination of playing the game and then following it up with questions. I think really works well. Thank you. And I'm glad that you enjoyed it and it was something new. And yeah, I can see that you were intrigued and I was like, oh, wow, that, that was interesting. <laughs> Thank no, you. Yeah, it was definitely interesting. And uh, the highlight on my Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening to this episode. This was the 12th episode of the Voltura Game Show. My name is Alexandro. I was your host today with our guest Roman Prokopchok. And thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please rate it with five-star reviews on Apple iTunes and um, other platforms like Google Podcasts, Spotify. And um, yeah, anything else you want to say that maybe we can do to improve the experience if it's possible or to create something new, just leave a, leave a message in the comments or in the review and we're going to check it out every review and do the best we can so you can have an amazing and better experience. If it was. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Roman. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. In the next episode of the Voltura Game Show, you will meet Creighton. Creighton is the founder of Exponential Clients, a digital marketing firm, also a former competitive para triathlete, while missing a right leg and several digits on his hands, has finished New York City Triathlon twice, escaped from Alcatraz and Ironman Oceanside. See you in the next episode.